Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from March the 26th, 1988. We got one more day until the Clash of Champions drops. It'll drop a day after this. But for the time being, I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper, getting ready to go through another episode of Saturday night, and this is a damn good one. That's it. Hopper, how you doing, man? You ready to rock and roll? I was born ready. Yeah? Yeah. Are you ready for us? I'm, I'm, I'm damn ready. Sure, uh, Doc. How about you, man? How you doing? Well, <clears throat> blessed as always. But you know, you know, you don't like me saying political things. But I think there's one thing we've all learned in the past couple of weeks, and that is, if you don't like Arn Anderson, you can leave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love it or leave it, motherfucker. Head down, head down to the head down to the quad at SMU and hang out there waiting, for showing people your Von Erichs programs. This is Crockett <laughs> country, pal. Yeah, I, is Lance, Lance going to be okay after all this? Or, I mean, are you fine. still he, okay? That, look, man. Here's the thing, and I, I blame myself for this when he said you what he should because I no hold on hold on I said wait what did you say and I was like tell me why. You know what I should have said from the get-go? Because I've, I, 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 he got me. He's, he, it's a work. They, they, I listened back to it. That's, it's a work. And okay. I got worked. It's a work. I didn't think he got worked. It's a work, dude. He doesn't no, think that. Yeah, he does. Because he's, 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 he's not a worker. Dude. Mm. He so he's just speaking exactly working. how he feels. No, that's a work. <laughs> And you have to respect that because we work. love everybody. Love is love. <laughs> what? what? Okay. Love is love. Hashtag pride. What? I don't know. Hopper's just going <laughs> off about it. That's what they were posting during uh, gay pride. Uh, Why are you still hung up on gay pride? That's over. <laughs> love is love. Leaving people alone, man. You already shot your shot with that when you said all the broads hijacked it. Love is love. Go back to about a month ago. Hopper cut a promo on that. But uh, 
let's let's uh, let let me do take care of some business, and then we're gonna get into this thing. So first off, shout out to disrespect for the classy Marky Blasty, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your patron contributions each and every month. Thank you very much. I don't have any uh, weird news of the week, although I know I haven't done that in a long time. Go to join the Facebook group. I do want to mention that. And then I'll throw it to Doc to see if he's got some Doc Holic spotlight. Well, I was able to get logged into a Twitter account this week, and I did see Ryan Ashby out there telling Mike to tell me that he appreciated getting shouted out. So I'll just tell you again, man. I was out there. I could see it myself. Mike isn't, Mike isn't going to remember. Don't ever say tell Doc. So Mike doesn't remember shit. So I saw it. I'll give you the Docaholics again. Brian, and what was his name? Kenny Weisendorfer. Byersdorf. Yeah, yeah. Those oh, two guys. God. Now I'm watching every show. I'm watching like SmackDown and Raw and 205 Live and NXT. And I just keep waiting to see if, if somebody else will step up and do the right thing and, and no one ever does I'm a little depressed okay harper you got any were... you got any bad bitches that you're going to nail tonight after you get out of here well apparently i got a mail a cum rag to someone because they got the highest dollar generals store around them who I, gets it i did see that um but i don't know who who had the most amount of dollar general so um you're really going to Mail a comrade. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, I, something must be up with the internet, Doc. This is two weeks in a row. Man, you need to you need to can Spectrum as your internet provider, son. Yeah, Harper, we're having yeah. trouble hearing you again. You just you. But see, we didn't we record. Cocks. You got cock. You God got cocks, huh? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's got his, it's like Mike, it's like he's got his slow motion, slow motion re- promo. Bro, you might as well stop talking. We can't understand a word you're saying. Harper, I suggest you get your phone out. Jesus. No. Oh, man. I'm, you got to. now. You what? About now. I mean, it comes and goes, but yeah. I can't even. Dude, that last thing you just said, you this is what it sounded like. I got mm, I got rice cooking in a microwave. Remember that song? No, I don't. Give me a break. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I sure deserve it. All right, Hopper, we're going to try this with your oh, uh, fuck. with your Skype. No, no, no. God try this damn your... it. What? Y'all can't hear me? You're on a short you leash. Now. You're like the quarterback that was struggling, and we're going to give you one drive in the, in the third quarter to get this shit straight, or we're <laughs> going to have to go to Gus Farad over there on the or Jake Del Home on the bench. Oh, no. Yeah. I better straighten up. Somebody, gonna... get, somebody get Lance up in the bullpen. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we'll try it, Harper. If we gotta call your phone, we'll do that. But let's 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 uh let's try your let's try to Skype. I mean, people will know what we're talking about because it happened last week. But a couple of things I gotta take care of. First off, Reg, longtime listener, patron supporter. He bumped up his Patreon tier. Thank you very much. Work rate midget. Thank you as well. Come on, come on, man. That's his that's his, that's his handle on Twitter. I don't know what to tell you, man. Oh. <laughs> That's not classic. Jason. Jason, thank you uh, for doing your Patreon. And then Michael Angel, longtime listener. He is a Hall of Fame Patreon member now as well. So thank you very much. 
appreciate all the new patrons out there. Now, uh, Doc, uh, do we want to get into this thing or you got anything else? Man, I think we're about to cover some some criminal activity. And while we're not forensic scientists, uh, it's going to be right there in front of us. Um, I think we would be best served to head down to the ring. I totally agree. Hopper, you got anything before I hit play on this thing? Let's do it. All right. So we're talking, like I said, the March 26, 1988 episode of Saturday Night. The show opens with Nikita destroying a couple of poor saps. Hold on. Let me hit play for y'all. Um, in the studio where, uh, well, they, they're not in the studio. He's destroying these poor bastards before they head to the studio. And then we go to Jim Ross, who still looks at Shivani and Crockett like, yeah, I'm going to stab you asses in the back and take both your jobs. Uh, they remind us that today is the eve of the first Clash of the Champions. The Clash, we will drop it 24 hours from now. So a day after this show drops, the Clash will drop on Patreon. And we've watched it. So this is this is going to be difficult here. We're professionals, though. Don't try this at home. But we've got this okay. It'll be Everything's going to be all right. Um, yeah, we already recorded it. Why do you have to tell them that, though? Because that people would think, man, how did they do that? How did they keep it all straight? I'm pretty sure I could go be a podcast. I could take one of their jobs. No, you couldn't. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this is the eve of the first Clash. If you want to get the audio of the Clash, and I believe I'm even posting a video version of it as well, you got to bump up to that $5 tier. So again, there it is. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. You get the Bunkhouse Stampede. You'll get this one. Lots of stuff on that. And all across Patreon, 200-plus shows. So there you go. All right. Uh, here we go, Doc. Uh, it's our favorite segment of the week where Jim Ross looks at Tony Schiavone like, I'm going to stab your ass in the back, boy. Uh, <laughs> He's even giving the side eye there, too, man. That one, when he looks now? down, is like, I've been a bad boy, haven't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did something wrong, I know. Deep down, right I'm there, deep down, I'm ashamed. He's like, Bill Watts told me to do it. You think the Don't karmic look. justice for all this is that his restaurants failed when he tried to open them in Oklahoma City? I have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah, he opened a, he opened a barbecue restaurant in Oklahoma City. I didn't know that. Like 2007 or so, and it it did. Apparently, he was hanging out there some, but uh, it didn't it didn't succeed. He got thrown in the sassafras, if you know what I mean. Yeah, man. If I if I ever started a business, a restaurant would never be one of them. That's yeah, a good way to lose money. That, I, I I'd rather really go buy a ring and try to start a wrestling fed <laughs> than start a restaurant. Yeah, or or a, a a fucking nightclub. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because a nightclub. I, I mean, I feel like a nightclub. Is risky, but maybe not as risky. Yeah, because the markup on booze is hot, man. Right. And I, I guess in Louisiana, you better know what the hell you're doing if you open up a restaurant in South Louisiana, though. Yeah. Jesus Lord. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much places that are already established and been around forever. But the booze on the markup for a nightclub seems like it would be... As long as you got that shit on the wraps and you ain't got people stealing from you, which is another issue altogether... But that's gonna happen though. You can't see right. it, 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 it. It's like not having uh rats at a, a coming out your dumpster at fucking two in the morning. It, it's gonna happen. You can call the fucking orca man all you want, they're gonna come back. 
and fucking bartenders are gonna fucking steal from me because a lot of them are little stupid little fucking girls that are that couldn't make it at fucking Hooters, so they're there. Doc, you okay. got any thoughts? Well, um, I'm just saying three pe- three three type of women you never date. Need <laughs> need needless to say, strippers, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hairdressers I mean, because oh. they're all fucking drug addicts, <laughs> <laughs> and, and bartenders because they're basically the same fucking thing. But instead of tinning bar, they're fucking dyeing some old broad's fucking hair. <laughs> so stay away from strippers, bartenders, and fucking hairdressers. <laughs> Didn't take us long today. No, you know if if we had any women that actually listen to this show i'm sure they'd be offended but since we don't i think we're okay um so we how many of- have a few women who, who no, listen we don't. to this show. Come on. yes we like, do like real women <laughs> yes as opposed to many. what i don't know like the fake accounts you, you know the ro- the russian robots yeah Hopper, i need you to run that back one more time <laughs> Three types of broads you don't date. Let's get a recap on it. Okay, strippers because they're fucking right. strippers, right? Yeah, okay. I can okay. see that. But define date. I mean, would date. you nail it? Would you nail it? Oh, well, I, I, I'm saying like build like a, a relationship and and date and like take her around your friends. Like this is my what, girlfriend. You mean Samantha. Waffle House on Valentine's Day? I got you. Okay. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. Because they're you stay away from sh- strippers because they're fucking strippers. I mean, hello. Bartenders, because I mean, nine times out of ten, they're fucking some type of drug addict or drug dealer, right? Exactly, and fucking hairdressers, because a lot of them are fucking drug addicts. I mean, it's almost the same fucking animal. It's just it's in a different. Instead of being in a cage, it's fucking running free. It's just. <laughs> God, that's why I love having Hopper on this show. You know, but here's the thing most people I think don't recognize is that I think if you play your cards right, you can get the craziest action out of the hairdresser, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but you don't want to date that. And no, no, no. I'm talking about just oh, slap, fucking? slap and tickle. Well, that's different. Right, but I mean, of the hairdresser, most people would say the stripper. But yeah. I think you can get more more fun time going with the hairdresser, actually. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just telling you. Stay away from them. You ever bang a stripper, Harper? Uh, no. You ever bang a hairdresser? Yes. Yeah. You ever bang a, uh, um, uh, what's the other one, a bartender? Yes. Okay. A more than one occasion. <laughs> Later tonight? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, the sheep herders. <laughs> As we move this show along, defeat Ryan Wagner and Tony Bowman. And then we go to a um, a promo with Barry and Lex. Doc, do you have anything from that promo? I want to ask you that before I play it, or even if you want me to. Um, long opener from the Sheep Herders. They go a while and just beat the piss out of these dudes. Um, <laughs> um, I didn't really have a lot from the promo. Um, depends on your timestamp, though. Where are we at here, pal? 528. Yeah, I need to get to 11. I think it's right before Lex gets out there at 1115. 
You'll know what I'm talking about when it happens. I'm gonna get it here and see what's going on. You know, there's your. You know, so I always give you a couple seconds. Oh, there she oh, goes. Oh yeah, hey. that broad. Yeah. God. She's yeah. a hairdresser. She's a fucking hairdresser. It's like <laughs> a Le- Lita Ford called. She wants her everything back. <laughs> Kiss me, dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to, look at that wildebeest on her right there. Yep. You, you know why she's there? So she fucking drove. <laughs> and then the sister's there. Why is this? Well. They're not there together. No. Drive me down to the together. wrestling so I can suck some dick. <laughs> well, we're going to see something from Flair shortly. There surely was some. <laughs> cock slobbing happening so uh, jeez okay. that's not that's just I mean yuck Hopper would hit the one on the left though in the pink god no With yeah a you would she, no look at those horse teeth man jeez like sick from heart fuck was her name <laughs> you mean the, Na- uh, Ann Wilson the big fat one come on you know what I'm talking about. Because you know we knew she was fat because it, like in the videos just saw, like they shot her in all dark clothes and in the shadows, but if right. you keep that up, you're gonna get PETA on you. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's keep this thing moving. Y'all make it oh wait, we actually got a better shot of her a second ago. Hold on. I didn't realize she sat down. She sits down and you really can see the hairdo. Let's see. Let me see if I can freeze it when she sits. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at the sister to the right looking at her, too. Like, what? She can probably smell that. She can probably smell the dick sweat on her. That's nice. Dude. You think that's the kind of chick? That's the kind of chick. That's the kind of chick that is chewing gum constantly, except when she's got a dick in her mouth. So she takes it out and sticks it on your belly while she blows (laughs) you. (laughs) <laughs> Puts Hopper. it back in when she's done. I Hopper. guarantee you that bitch uses uh, closed-up toothpaste. Remember that toothpaste close-up? <laughs> I guarantee you that's what she fucking uses. Hopper, what kind of car does she drive? Oh god, she probably oh. She doesn't Pontiac. have a car. That that yeah, wildebeest fat right. Yeah, okay, the fat broad drives like her fucking grandma died, right? And so she got a grandma's car. And so oh, she no. probably drives like a 70. Uh, see, what year is this? This is 88. Yeah. She probably drives like a 77 LTD. That was her grandma's. And she got it when, when her grandma died. It smells like young- old lady perfume, a hen of cig- cigarettes. Yes. And, 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 and a the little bitch, bit of ass sweat. And that bitch in a red is. It, it's probably uh, two payments behind on a Pontiac Fiero. There you go. <laughs> Redder than the devil's dick, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, Close we're off to a hot super. start here. Boy, are we. We're going to be blown up before we even really get into it. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Let's so... go out in the first match and just throw everything we got <laughs> All right. Um, so we got Barry and Lex out there, like I was asking Doc. Uh, I, I, Hopper, what do you have from it, if anything? Uh, for that match? Nothing. No, no, the, the, this promo right here. Oh, 
I don't have anything from it. I just kept waiting. Okay, when's he going to take his shirt off? And okay, that's all he has. <laughs> all I had from it, and that's why I really didn't want to play it, was they're talking about the Clash of Champions that's going down tomorrow on March 27th, Sunday night, and how they're going to go after the NWA World Tag Team titles against Tully and Arn. So they're building that up, which was cool. Now, Luger did say one thing that I thought was really good. He kept it kind of short. More shorter than normal, in my opinion. And he said, look, it's time to put up or shut up. And that was it. And that was a great line uh, from him right there. So, anyway, I, I thought that was um good. I got it. They, they, they're, they're calling themselves the Twin Towers, right? What are yeah. they calling them? Are, are they, yeah. Somebody, somebody said that. I think it was Ross or somebody. But it's like, yeah, I mean, they're tall. I mean, wasn't that that was a big boss man and Akeem, right? Weren't they the the, the twin towers? It was somebody because I remember the name. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I. That's like one of those things that an announcer says, but I don't think it ever really stuck. Okay. Well, then they break up too, so there's <laughs> there's that part of it as well. So it's kind of hard to stick, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you see how Luger does that shit with his hands when he's cutting a promo? Hey, that it, everything's at a right angle, man. Like it doesn't bend. Yum right. yum 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 yum. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is broad looking at Luger. All right. So here comes a big moment in the show. Um, <laughs> first, there's an announcement. A gentleman by the name of Rob Garner comes out, and then he's going to be interrupted by Ric Flair. And we must play this segment of the show because this is freaking gold. Here it is. Okay, fans, back on the Super Station. Very to ha- happy to have Mr. Rob Garner, member of the NWA Board of Governors, the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Turtle Rob, right around the corner. And I know you have some big announcements. Okay, Harper, I'm coming to you first after this promo ends because I need your, I need your opinion on this before Doc and I ever say a word. <laughs> Here it is. What's for us? Tony, the 2014 field has just been completed with the additional signings of tag teams from Japan and Mexico. Also, on April 22nd in Greenville, South Carolina that night, besides seeing all 24 teams, there's a special Prince of Darkness match with Kevin Sullivan against gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. Now, the next night in Greensboro, North Carolina, of course, are the finals of the Jim Crockett Memorial Cup and the world champion will be defending his title. Can you feel her breathing down your neck, Robert? Absolutely. I guarantee you they won't like us in Dallas, but when the show's over tonight, you and I, and this beautiful young lady, Patty Mullen, the pet of the year, she's got girlfriends all over the world, and we're gonna take Greensboro apart tomorrow night. You understand what I'm talking about? Tomorrow night, after Ric Flair successfully Defends yes. the world heavyweight championship. Ladies and gentlemen, if ludicrous as it might be, they have set this up to have three judges. That's right, three judges outside the ring. Just in case Sting is fortunate enough to wrestle me the entire 60 minute time limit. So, what do I do? You know me to be a man way beyond his means in every department. I said to myself, I said, what kind of a judge do I know beyond a shadow of a doubt will rule in favor of the nature boy? 
So I look around the country, and who's available? The most beautiful woman on the face of this earth. The pet of the year. Patty Mullen flies right in. Woo! In the Learjet, in the Greensboro. She's going to be styling. Oh, Tony, get close to this, baby. And profiling is all she can do. And I want everybody in Greensboro, I'm talking about all you punks that think you've been somewhere with a woman and never have been, to look at what the nature boy <laughs> is standing next to. How about this? Tony, talk to her, brother. She's not only good looking, she can talk all night long. It must be quite a thrill being right here with the world champion and being part of the big event tomorrow. Oh, it is. I'm looking so forward to it. Oh, God. Oh, you can't beat that, Sting, can you? Sting, Sting, you know how I like to show off. I'm the kind of guy that likes to tell you how it is. And when I've got something, woo, like Patty Mo, standing 10 feet from me. You know for a fact, Luger, you gotta be beside yourself. You and that Pugsbury with him out there. When she saw you pop that shirt, Luger, five minutes ago, she said, Nature Boy, Luger's a lot like that punk thing. They think that running around doing this does it for women like myself. It doesn't, guys. They like clothes, they like airplanes. They like limousines. They like men of the world. Oh, baby. Tomorrow, Greensboro, woo! The nature bar will ride high in the skies. Tony, you be there. She got a friend for you too, pal. That's, that's good to know. Let's go to the ring. <laughs> Hopper, go ahead. I just Googled this chick. Oh, yeah. She's a real deal. Yeah. And she says she's employed by SAG, right? So I'm thinking, oh, well, she must have been in a lot of TVs and movies. She did three things in like like 30 years ago. Yeah, I don't think she's known for uh, movies. Let's just say that. And, and and Rob Garner looks like he's the manager of, of, of your local grocery store. That's a safe and, bet. Yeah, and... I love how Rick was smart enough to pull it, put his arm around him and kind of give him some little camera time to kind of pacify him because he's a big wig for the NWA. Then he kind of scoots off into the back and yeah, and then and then that guy kind of scoots away and then there she is. But she looked good, huh? Uh, And when she puts it, dude, and when he starts talking about. Women want the guys with the clothes and the and the and the planes and the limousines, and she puts his arm around the, her her fucking hands around his arm. She's like, "Yeah, that sounds about right." I'm telling you, Rick, fuck this chick. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt, Aubrey. You got anything else before we throw at the dock and get his thoughts? I mean, she's fun to look at, huh? Doc, you want to answer that? Yes, she is hair metal. Yes, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Tony Katana. She's first of all. I guarantee you, she's higher than draft pussy right there. She is high as balls. She seems. Like, look at her. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a bimbo. 
But, right. And she was real shy at first, but then she started getting comfortable out there. And Rick mm-hmm. had to kind of <laughs> shut that down. And I was like, why is she shy, man? She's pretty much shown the world her uterus in magazines. That's nice. She's from Staten Island. I don't give a fuck where she's from. I wanted Rick to say, women don't want these muscles. They want this seven inches of limp dick. Whoa. Dude. I'll, well, and later, I think JR messes up later in the episode and says penthouse pet and had to bleep it. They're trying you real know, hard not to say penthouse. I should have let it play for a second. Hold on, because at the end of it, he does say something. Hold on. Here it is. Let me go back to the very end of it, because I think JR says something during the beginning of this next match. Let me see. Right. Tony, you be there. She got a friend for you too, pal. That's... That's good enough. Let's go to the ring. Listen to the very beginning right here. Oh, there's only one Ric Flair. Wouldn't you agree with that? I'm yes, sir. Boy, you're going to have a good time, Tony. It sounds like, uh, oh, there's Greensboro. Al Perez going up against Alan Martin in this. <laughs> Tony no sold it. <laughs> he no sold it. And JR stirring up shit again. He is. <laughs> JR's like, hey, you're going to have a good time here, Tony. Okay, so... <laughs> So it's not, it's not Frankenhooker. Yeah, I saw that. It's not whether or not Rick fucked her. The real over under here is how many minutes before they walked on that stage did he have part of him inside of part of her? That's nice. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) No, not really. Allegedly. Well, Mr. Here's three kinds of broads you don't ever want to mess with is all of a sudden growing himself a conscience over there. Well, <laughs> but just think thing. of all that, dude. The thing is, it's not just Rick. I mean, I'm seeing City looking at Al Perez, and he looks like a tall glass of fucking water himself. Oh so, yes. So, so she might she might have been back there. I don't know. Right. Chance. Yeah. I mean, God uh, and you know, and Mike, you know, wrestlers they don't have any shame about just fuck no pulling the gangbang, right? Some of them. It ain't who? 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 You? Harper, you you know I ain't lying, man. Come on, man. Some of us got standards, bro. Yeah. Well, she's a penthouse pet of the year, pal. Right. Yeah, that I mean, don't that's mean. Not like... You know, when you shoot six ropes inside of that, I want to go take a round with it too. Right after, it don't work that way. Well, I'm saying that she would be. She she's a professional who knows how to service all, all six at the same time. So that's that the nice. ropes would be flying in different directions. It, it's going to look like a rodeo cowboy is all trying to rope a fucking cow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. So what's wrong quick. with this? I don't know what's, what's wrong, wrong with us. Rick, <laughs> the, the thing is, this is the Saturday taping. She's at the Clash of the Champions. I'm guaranteeing before and after he got a piece of that too there. Uh, poor Shivani. I mean, he's just out there. Flair's trying to throw Mullen at at Shivani, and he's like, "Man, if you watch him, he's like, dude, you're gonna get me in trouble." I mean, this is a married yeah. man, and he's like, "Holy shit, come on, Rick." You know, Rick's like it, that guy that's always trying to buy you shots and shit. He's Rick is generous with the pussy, man. Yeah, he's the guy that fucking stays. He fucking keeps you out too long. You know, like, dude, I, I told her I was gonna be home for fucking. Nine o'clock, and it's like three in the morning. And then yeah. you follow up, and then you follow up with, "Yeah, and I don't really have a lot of money." Oh no, don't worry about it, man. It's on me. I got yeah. it. Yeah, 
<laughs> but he's, that he's scoreboard. That guy's the devil, by the way. Yeah, I agree. That guy, that guy gets you in trouble every time. But then he's out there. He's saying like, um, he he starts talking. He goes, "Look, man, these women they like clothes, limos, and men, not just those muscles." And him, he ain't lying, man. They do like the clothes and the limo because that usually means money. But so man, you're saying Sasha loves your cargo shorts and cheap ways? Yeah, and your graphic tees from Walmart that of, of like the a Coca Cola retro label. I, I don't wear that, but uh, I do wear. That's cargo, the kind of shit you wear. Hopper, you ain't never seen me with no Walmart. In your old, in your old man hat. Yeah. No, nah, that that's pretty stylish. You gotta say it's just the worst, and I'm not into style, and it's the worst. <laughs> the cargos make. Let me tell you, I put that hat on because it makes my wife mad more than anything. Okay. But the cargos. That's a believable story. The cargos. Oh hell yeah, I wear cargos all the time, and yeah, that's whatever. just sensible. Yeah. yeah. I wear them every day. It's like I how heard... women wear those fucking yoga pants every day. Yeah. Men wear cargo Wait. shorts. And I, I saw something on, on on either Twitter or Facebook. Women, some woman was posting, men just don't want to admit that cargo shorts are man purses. You can call it whatever the fuck you want. I like wearing them. They're functional. Yeah. So call them what you want. I'm not a idiot like you that gets mad at somebody calling something that I find functional out of its name. So what? Broads. That's a broad logic thing right there in itself. So Al Perez, uh. real quick, I want y'all to see this. Did y'all see when he hit that poor bastard? Watch this slow-mo when he hits this guy with that elbow. Look at his face. Bam. Oh. oh he bitch. nailed his ass. I think Alan Martin was an underrated Enhancement talent. I guess he won. Bam! He nailed him <laughs> with that freaking forearm and elbow. Um. Yeah. So I guess are we won. at the are we at the point where Ronnie Garvin is about to start getting phased out here? Uh. Will he turn remember, heel? Like a he will turn. Hour? He will turn heel before he leaves. That is correct. But. So what are you trying to say, Doc? Are you just making that point? Yeah, I just I saw somebody get their ass lit up, and it made me think of yeah. Ronnie. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever forget Ronnie Garvin's ass whippings that he delivered. It was a blessing for, to us all. For two and a half years, the way he stretched these jobbers so many times. Um. All right, we keep going. Paul Bosch and Peter Burkholz are out there. I don't even have notes. They stumbled through some type of announcement. Doc, did you have anything? Wow. Man, Paul Bosch is out there looking like an old pimp, man. Yeah, no, huh? Dude, is he? <laughs> Look at him. I mean, back in my he's like all of a sudden, back in my day, you didn't give a bitch anything. <laughs> <laughs> you slapped him hose and told him to keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get a thoroughbred on the track, you give her some money, she's out of here. <laughs> Look at that collar, man. He's got them tips Bruh, on that collar, this shit dude. Was dipped, dipped in silver and shit. It right? is, man. Hawk, well, what was you his, about to say? I mean, he he looks like a pimp and fucking Captain Kangaroo had a baby. With that, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back for a second so people can see it. Because that is so true, man. Hold on. Let me get the wide shot. There it is. Look at that. Dude, we're going to hell. I'm thinking, bro, someone needs to get that grandpa, bro. What the fuck's that grandpa doing, man? He's down there trying to talk that girl in the red we saw earlier into his stable. <laughs> Dude, look at that. Hey, chain. man, you want to make you want to make some real money? Come with a real man. Yeah, come to Houston, baby. I have it in the Sam Houston Coliseum every night. You can pack the summit with that ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> now, I'm gonna be honest though, disrespect the legend the whole way. He's really awful on commentary. Well, I don't think uh, he was better than I thought it was gonna be. To be honest. Okay, dude. Because I liked he... during the uh, the the fabulous uh, the Fantastics match when he when he breaks down. The well, here's the other thing: he would be what's the uh, he would be dead in less than a year. Damn, that sucks. And let's also remember that he was seventy five right there. In a hard seventy five, because he lived during an. First off, he was a war veteran. Uh, second off, he he's living in an era where, and I don't know if he smoked and drank, but you know that dude, right. seventy five. He lit. He that was a rough time. When I mean, he came back then. Up. I mean, he's probably been smoking cigarettes since he was fucking ten years old. <laughs> right. So man, as a here's the yeah. second here's the second wrestling group that uh, can't use sharp dress, man. So hey, real quick, talking about Bosch. Um, God, look at that thing! Jesus, that, that bra was huge. <laughs> Go Damn. back, patrons. Tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Uh, That's how you can get the video version of what Hopper is talking about right here. Which good thing Hopper? we don't charge. It's a good thing we don't charge these seats. Right there, right that right one. There. Bam! Jesus Christ! Jesus, Jesus. What is it? Wide as she is tall. That's a perfect circle. So, you know, you know, the Fantastics, they greeted all of the fans, even in Mid-South UWF like this. They would do it. And I remember, like, thinking they would, especially Tommy Rogers, having been around him, he went around that ring and was looking at what he wanted later every single week when he did that. Oh, really? How do you know that for sure? Because that motherfucker told me when I picked him, I have I I've told this on the air before, right, Doc? I don't know. Only only once or forty times. Okay, I don't remember. But if you've never heard it, basically, I picked up Tommy Rogers from the airport. We were working on the show together, and the first we're literally hey, going boy, down the hey, road. Hey, He's like, so uh, we're working at tonight. The town we were working in Slidell that night, Hopper. Ugh, He's yeah. like. Uh, He's like, uh, so, uh, he's like, uh, how's the rats where we're going? <laughs> it's like fat, fat, and greasy. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. Hopper, how were the rats in Slidell in 1999? That, that would have been about the year. No, not, I don't know. Fucking yeah, exactly. That was my response. I was like, I guess they all right. He ended up finding them one too that night. I remember. Uh. Jeez, that's real classy. 
Yeah, she, she was all bag. right looking. Okay. It was it was 1999, but she was still stuck in that 87 mindset with the teeth. So she was perfect and, for a wrestler, right? Yeah, I like her already. I'm stuck in the 80s too. I bet you are. Anyway, uh, but uh, Paul Bosch, he was all right on commentary. He was okay. He would call the matches straight, so there wasn't really like a, you know, there, Any wasn't really out there. Yeah. It was just, you know, hold for hold. He's like, all right, he's working the arm right here. And he would he would just call it straight. I mean, he wasn't bad. He was oh, fine. You see, so they, hey, hey, you know. He was fine like, for his time. I like how he described that, you know, this is a tournament. You gotta be in shape. You gotta be young. Right. Because like these it is like these guys are gonna get a good night's sleep after this, but in a tournament you you might wrestle four or five times a night. That's exactly what he was good for. He would call it straight, explain mm-hmm. things to you that way. But there wasn't a lot of excitement. He didn't have that. He didn't have that. Uh, he go. couldn't watch, turn watch, it up watch. like Jr. Yeah, taking that ass, brother. Let me show these fat bitches what I got. Yeah. Like I say about the Fantastics, they just were after the rock and roll. We talk about that on the uh, class show. But all right, let's keep going. So, um, well, at one point in this match. <clears throat> I can't remember if it's Shivani or JR really messed up, which is rare for them at this time, and called Tommy Rogers a little man. Yeah, someone did. Yeah. And Bosch, I guess it was Shivani because it was him and Bosch. And Bosch tried to, I think, help him out and go, well, he's, you know, real strong and quick. Yeah. Dude, he was a, he was a cock strong bastard, but that motherfucker was shit. You would know. Well. You, Where was he? D- if there's there... anything you know about, it's being short and cocked. <laughs> okay. Were you about to ask me, Hopper? Where was he during uh, Smoky Mountain? He um, came in for We, I asked Bobby that when he was on the show. Yeah, so, that's what I'm wondering. So, according to Bobby Fulton, during the Smoky Mountain run, early Smoky Mountain run, when Bobby ends up tagging with his tag with his brother, his real life brother, and you know, they end up getting a run with the titles. Brother. Right, his shoot brother. Tommy came uh Tommy Rogers came in for like that one taping, but after yep. that it was just Bobby and his real brother. And Bobby said the reason Tommy didn't work with him in Smoky Mountain during that time was um he was trying to get things back straight at home with his wife. Oh. All right. Well that's good. Well apparently um, he didn't since Seven years later, he was Shut up. the ass was that night in Slidell, Oklahoma, uh, Louisiana. Close enough. Same thing. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway, that's that was the reason Bobby gave. Now, I, I don't know if that to be it true. Sounds, it, sounds, it sounds legitimate based on everything else you've told us about the, the man. Rest in peace. God rest his soul. He was short, though. God, he was short. Holy uh, crap. But you don't have to say it on TV. I agree, but he was strong. Oh, my Lord. I seen him work out in the gym one time. I was like, God, that little sucker's strong, man. Anyway, all right, we'll keep going. So uh, the Fantastics, they obviously win, and then they cut a promo after, and they're basically just trying to talk him into the building for the clash that's coming up the next day. And that's about it. Doc, you got anything else from it? Man, I don't want to give away the farm, but the, the Fantastics and the Midnight Express are getting ready to whoop the shit out of each other tomorrow night. Yeah, w- let's leave it at that, too. 
Um, because you are absolutely right. Holy crap. All right. Oh, is that a Kid O'Brien jersey that that chick was oh, wearing? Let me see. I'll go back. Well, they are cheap. They loved them some Fantastics. And the Fantastics were over. It's and a 13 it jersey. Who? No, that wasn't Ken O. No, he wasn't number 13. That's what I was wondering. I was like, who the hell's wearing a Oh, the, that's a Jets jersey, right? I can't tell. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't. I don't see the emblem. I mean, I'm looking at the sleeves, and it's got them stupid stripes on it. But God, look at those fucking women! Bunch of patties and fucking Brendas. Jesus Christ! Just awful. Look at that shit. <laughs> They're gonna marry some guy Just that's like the multi generational fucking... frumpiness. God, shut up, Doc Harper. Go ahead and finish. What? They're gonna marry some guy. What? Some guy that's like the local fucking fireman, and she's gonna be a a fucking librarian. Uh, a librarian at the local fucking elementary school till she's fucking 65 years old. Nice opera. Living a dream, I believe, brother. I believe librarians do require a college degree for that, oh. usually. Fuck. Okay. What but, about the one for like the... Uh... But, did, but right. I, here's what I will say. No matter what they do, this day will be a top yeah. three moment in their life. Yeah. No matter how many children they spit out. <laughs> All right. So the Fantastics cut a promo, and then we go to uh, Paul Bosch, who he says he I don't know what he's talking about, and then and then Tony throws us to a match with Arn and Tully and Barry versus Barry and Lex. And to summarize this, there's some shenanigans with Magnum on the outside. Yeah. JJ was trying to interfere, but Magnum stopped JJ when he softly hit him with the baseball bat that he's got. Then Barry had Tully pinned near the ropes, but Tully starts trying to pull the bat away from Magnum. Like I said, it's some shenanigans. A second referee comes out there and notices this and DQs Barry and, and um, uh, Lex, although Barry did pin Tully. So long story short... It's just basically a bunch of shenanigans. It, to me, it's just building up the clash, which is the next day. Hopper, what did you have from this? I said, man, fuck that commission fucking ref. He's wearing blue jeans. Fuck right. you. Yeah, agreed. Um, Doc, did you have anything from it? I feel like the gold is coming up next. All that was was shenanigans to build up the clash. Yeah, it's it's what what's going to happen tomorrow now or right. here, in a few minutes. Yeah. Well, no, that that match in that DQ builds up to me the Clash of Champions, which is the next day for the World Tag Team titles. But then now, because Magnum is out there with a bat, which I got my own thoughts on this hokey horse shit when I'm when we're done. Everybody's gonna hate me for what I'm gonna say, but I'm You're gonna, gonna go over to the penalty box with fucking Lance, I guess. No, I just I'm there's something that JJ says later in this show. That I find to be so true. JJ's going to say a lot of things that make a lot of sense in this motherfucker. Right. Let me tell you that oh, shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to come out there with his sleeves rolled up and book every... JJ's going to come out there with his sleeves rolled up and book everybody's territory in just a few more minutes. Robert, what were you saying? This is fucking... That that promo was fucking uh, JJ being, being on. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Okay, so before we get there... 
Yeah. Magnum is in the studio with David Crockett, and I agree with you, Harper. We'll get there in a second. Let's go to Magnum and David Crockett right here. And here he is, truly the boss, Magnum T.A. Welcome, Well, thank you, David. You know, maybe it's time Black clear a few things up here. There's been a few discrepancies going on. People say a little controversy. Well, I say there's a whole lot of controversy because, you see, it wasn't so long ago that I came out here and tried to end lend my expertise maybe to a little commentating here on TBS and everybody took that opportunity to take their pot shots at me so I had to move into a new adversity in life maybe I had to pick up a little bit of an equalizer namely this baseball bat well you know that doesn't make me feel good because I don't like having to have an equalizer but I make no mince words about the fact that I'm not 100% yet I'm not ready to climb back in the ring but that day will come so Tully Blanchard aren't innocent I don't apologize for getting involved in a situation where it should have just been four men involved, but again and again, James J. Dillon has to put his two cents worth in. Well, I just merely put in my two cents worth, and then Tully Blanchard wanted the bat. Well, he wanted the bat, I gave him the bat, and it felt real good doing it. Because you see, I'm no commentator, I'm no fancy damn guy to dress up, the warrior still lives inside me. You know, Magnum, you and I go back a long, long way. You know, I know that they're selling videos of you and I in an I Quit match, and you love it. You're getting money off of me because something that didn't happen, I've had to live for two years with I Quit. I Quit everywhere I go. I Quit because of you. But you know, Magnum, I felt sorry for you. Poor Magnum, like everybody else. He got hurt, poor ended his career. Well, that's too bad. But you know, Magnum, when you start sticking your nose back in our business again, you stay out until you can crawl back in the ring. Then you start sticking your ring in. I don't care about equalizers. You want fast enough. Assault, I'm sorry, Dusty is assaulting Tully right now, but you didn't hear that from me. Lou Crockett Jr. just got knocked over, has some ribs broken or something. Magnus being helped up because he was knocked down. Yeah. Dusty has still got a choke hold on Tully with the baseball bat. And now we're about to wrap that segment up. So. Uh, somebody stop the murder on TV. Stop the murder <laughs> on TV is right. Doc, I guess I'll go to you first. Um, What you got? And I feel like I need to save what I'm going to say for later. Okay, well. First and foremost, because it's going to get lost in this. I thought Tully was really good. You can he tell Mag great. 
Magnum is out of practice a little bit because he stumbled on his words, and I'm going to give him a pass because he's like, I'm going to find a new adversity in life. I was like, what does that mean? But we're going to give him a pass on that. He hadn't been out there cutting promos. Right. But Tolly came out there and threw him a lifeline and was fantastic. I was also wondering if that's how Tully and, and Magnum co-parent. <laughs> that's <Wow>. nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just poor Tessa. Um, but man, so when Tully hit Barry, that sounded good. It made a noise. I like that. He cracked the it piss looked- out of him. It looked good too. Right. And then Dusty committed several crimes. <laughs> and man, he was working him with that bat. It looked yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Du- Dusty's a criminal, but hey. That's that's gonna come up later again. What else you got, Doc? I thought Dusty, I mean they made that bat look like it was a legit equalizer, pal. All right, I'll go to Harper. Harper, your thoughts on this? The first thing was I felt bad for Magnum because you don't realize how bad off he is. This is well, the first thing I noticed was that JJ is there to guide him down. Yep. When he goes down, because he can't yeah, he just helped him. He helped him like fall because he can't just go down. Right. And it asked him, like, damn, he's that bad off to where yeah. he can't just fall on the floor and fucking get up. And that's Mark, why I think... Mark Clayton's in the background back there going, damn. Yeah, is, fuck this, him, bro. This is breaking down. When, yeah, fuck. I, I got something to say about him during Ron Simmons' fucking match. <laughs> All right. But well. fucking... Uh, <laughs> and he's wearing that fucking jacket that probably hide how much muscle he's fucking lost. That's why he's wearing so much shit right there. And, so, yeah, I agree. And but fucking Tully was fucking great because we have heard the the fucking the uh let me bring up two year old shit. Right. And he and that was probably a top selling or one of the top rented videotapes Why at wouldn't the video it? store. Right. It's and when Dusty came out and, and when he asked his bat bruh. The perfect example is like when you see Triple H with the sledgehammer, it just looks so fucking stupid, right? He hits him in the gut and then he puts his hand over it and then he hits him. It, this shit looks like he's beating someone with a goddamn bat on the fucking street. Like, well, like it's some asshole that, that, that fucking tried to rob his fucking store or something. <laughs> then when I see fucking Crockett, I'm like, bro, he just threw fucking Crockett. What the fuck, man? Knocked him that on his ass. Real. Mm-hmm. That shit looked real with the baseball bat. I'm thinking he, he needs to call Stephen P. New to get him <laughs> out of fucking jail. <laughs> but here's the thing. We're going to pick this apart, and I have a feeling you're going to come down on Dusty. But the crowd was cheering it on and was behind him. Because they oh, never seen him. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Hawk. I'm, I'm surprised... Bad. I'm surprised no one from the crowd tried to. Uh, I mean, that's Magnum, and it's obvious he's he's not himself. Because watch right here, you see he's got a. He's yeah, got he a. He can't go. He can't go down. Right. JJ's got to help mm-hmm. him down. 
He can move side to side, but not up and down. Come on. No, he, he no, he can't. And it, it, okay, I thought Harper was gonna say something about Dusty's dip can impression. Oh yeah. Teams. Well, I mean, that's just how. I mean, that's just Dusty <laughs> being Dusty with his can of skull there. <laughs> and, it, and it's definitely not a fucking gimmick because he's got that 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 fucking ring is it's permanently in those fucking pants. Yeah. Harper, what else you got? I mean, look at this. Yeah, they they're they're scrapping, they're fighting. Mm-hmm. It's a brawl. Um. Oh, but, and, and I was thinking, where the fuck's uh, Rick at? I guess he's out banging a fucking pin out. Patty Mullen, pal. Yeah. yeah, where's he at? He's 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 inside a Mullen right now. And she, they're probably like in the back, and they're hearing all the screaming and all the wrestlers coming out, and he's probably making out where she's like, "What's going on? Nothing, baby. Come here." <laughs> That's got nothing to do with us, right? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, all right. So this was. Yeah. I'm gonna. I got more to say about this, but I'm gonna save it for when JJ comes out. How's that sound? All right. So after that, Dusty assaults Tully. Uh, we get the Varsity Club, Rotunda and Steiner, and they defeat Italian Stallion and Tommy Angel. Doc, you got anything from it? No, I mean, I figure we're going to listen. Oh, one thing I needed to go back and clear up is somewhere in all of this, before Dusty comes out, JR says Lyle Alzado was going to be Sting's judge. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I guess that's the push that show that they used to have. Yeah, learning the ropes. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, but here's the thing. That doesn't happen. And then as we talk about in the the actual show, the judges situation is real weird because there's five of them out there, but only three. These are little things that, you know, you spend a lot of time with TGBL on the old mid-south talking about they get buttoned up when you're paying attention to shit yeah they don't they don't button that up at all on this show that's for damn sure this the situation with the judges is is weird at the clash but and so sullivan is about to to get back to it here sullivan's about to cut a promo but i was staring at rick steiner with his headgear on sideways on his head so anyway there you go which was great but let's go let's go to (laughs) sullivan These bastards, they're funny. Now listen to Sullivan closely here. Listen to Sullivan closely. That's all I want to say. Because he ain't lying either. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they're gearing up for the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. Let's talk about something else. He finally snapped. You see, I knew it was coming. The pressure defending the U.S. belt. The Vasi Club coming on strong. Gary Hyde has risen from the bogs, has come back. You know... The pressure on Dusty Rhodes has been insurmountable the last few months. You can see he was carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders. I knew he was going to snap, but I didn't think the dark side of him would take over. He is mad now. He is absolutely mad. He's fallen to the abyss of the loss. You see, if that incident happened when he took the bat, and tried to beat the life out of Tully Blanchard. And I, hey, provoked or not, he didn't try to just whack Tully Blanchard. He tried to take the life 
out of Telly Blanchard. He was looking not at ending Telly Blanchard's career, but ending his very existence on this planet. You see, if this had happened someplace else, he would have been locked up for 90 days because mm. they would have tested him to see if he was criminally insane. What we just witnessed was an act of a madman, an act of a terrorist, and in all my days, you call me evil, you call me demented, and you call me sick. What I saw, I liked. I saw something from a sick, evil man that has finally taken that step. He may have been the American dream at one time. He might have been the man that stood for righteousness, but what I just witnessed, I witnessed a madman on the loose. And if something isn't done, nobody's safe. You see, we will take it to the limit. But he took a bat, and he was trying to bash Tully Blanchard's brains out. You understand, Jim Ross? If I was a lawyer, I'd have a dead, solid case against him. Tully, if I was you, Call somebody, my man. That was an act of a criminally insane individual. It was an act of a man that was provoked, and Tully Blanchard had no business attacking Magnum TA. I don't agree with Sullivan's comments whatsoever. Ron Simmons is in the ring. Let's go there now, ladies. All right, well, I don't agree with JR talking about this provoke stuff. It don't give you a right to just go out there swinging yeah. a bat. But again, For that's real, a story. Huh? Right, okay. So, <laughs> Hopper, um, Sullivan is like Arn right there. To me, he's preaching. We're going to talk more about it with J.J. when he comes out. But, Harper, what do you have? Me of that guy, you go to, you were in a car accident, and then you go to work. And, you, and then a guy from your work's like, man, what happened to your car? Oh, I was in a wreck uh, last night. You know, it's nothing serious. Bruh, I got this attorney, bruh. You need to call him, man, because you could fucking get some money off of this shit. <laughs> what he sounds like he ain't lying <laughs> and jr's like i disagree well, i bet you do J trying to protect dusty he's a criminal you know, he went out there swinging the a booker man it's like he's <laughs> yeah oh shit we just lost hopper again uh oh we got digitized uh, hopper I'm, All right, so Harper, Harper yeah. say it again. We need a, we need an artificial intelligent version of Harper that just we can plug in when he craps <laughs> out. Can you imagine an AI robot trying to figure out Harper? <laughs> <laughs> we beat the robots today. Why? Well, we sent them to try to figure out Harper, and artificial Harper, intelligence is no more. Harper, how far is your modem from where you usually record? It's it's fucking downstairs. Oh shit! Never mind. Well, there goes yeah. that suggestion. Go sit next to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, there's your IT problem solved right there. All right, sir. Try sir, did you try restarting the machine? <laughs> um. But Hopper's right. He needs to. This is. We're gonna talk more about it now. Uh oh, looky there. But look at him making fun of him. Like, uh, Ron Simmons could kill that motherfucker. Why? How do you? He's making fun of him. Yeah, watch, watch. He he does some stupid fucking like. Oh, you're like this is dumb wrestling shit. Look, 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 man, man, fuck you. 
<laughs> Watch him again. He does. He's like making fun of wrestling. Right. Like, like, oh, yeah. Maybe he's just nervous and didn't know what else to do. I think that may have been it. But, uh, Doc, what do you have from Varsity Club? Because we're going to keep going. We got we got some gold to get no, to. No, he's here. right, man. But he goes, you know, the problem is, is that Kevin Sullivan's the crazy guy out there making way too much sense. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Kevin Sullivan or the Varsity Club put a coat hanger around Barry. Throat. Why you got to bring up old shit? Right. Let's just say what Dusty just did is really no different than what Sullivan and his crew did. It's just a different weapon. I'm just saying. So we're going to keep going and keep that in mind. Now, I love it as I'm saying that, making it sound like Dusty's a criminal. Ron Simmons defeats Dave Diamond. Sting defeats Max MacGyver. Doc, do you have anything from either one of those two matches? Simmons went a while, man. He was out there. Look at him. He's punishing that dude. Bending him back. Yeah. But no, I don't have anything. I ain't got shit. How about that? Harper, what about Harper, what about you? No, I uh I like how when the match first started, when they shake hands, like, hey, what's up, bro? What's up, brother? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's up, brother? So, uh, Doc, what are your thoughts about Sting in his promo? Nothing. He's too shook up to talk and he won't talk in the mic. I got yeah. nothing. I thought it was funny, but I thought JR covered for him well. Sting said he was just too shook up. He couldn't talk about what was going on. He was also kind of blown up at that, but that's neither here nor there. All right, so we'll keep going. It sounds like we're all on the same page. I got to get to JJ, though, right now, because this was pretty damn good. Now, first, let me get it queued up. There it is. All right. JJ is out there with Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. Let's hear what JJ's got to say about the incident that just went down. Being day for many of us here, and Mr. James J. Dillon, leader of the Four Horsemen. The only thing we have to say is, is really, what's on your mind right now? Well, first thing on my mind is I'm out here at this moment not to say anything cute, not to come out here to entertain you. I'm not out here to brag about the Four Horsemen. I'm out here to address the situation that took place not 10 feet from me earlier today. Now, Magnum TA, number one, first. We saw your interference in a match, Cincinnati, Ohio, where the world tag team titles were at stake. And even though the fans here today maybe didn't see the total story following the match, the horsemen put it on record that we would not tolerate any such incidents again. You were out there under the guise of a commentator sitting at the desk with a microphone in front of your hand. Now I realize, because I've been in competition myself, that you as a champion had a fire inside of you that only champions have. And even though you were in a horrible wreck, that fire, that flame inside of you was never stuffed out. Now you've had to fight back from physical disabilities and my heart went out to you at one time, but life is tough, okay? And we are not gonna excuse you coming out and interfering in any of our matches. I think Tully Blanchard put it best because he's still eating inside over an I quit incident three years ago where he says he never said the words. And we're not going to tolerate you coming out. Magnum, like he said, either get in rehabilitation, put a pair of tights on, or get lost. And when uh. you came out here today shooting your mouth off, you just asked for it. You're the one that precipitated the whole thing. And all he did was tell you right to your face exactly what was going to happen. And when Dusty Rhodes came out here, 
Barry Windham, you can't. It's just a big mess is what it is. Now, the most important thing is that Dusty Rhodes, a man that was three times NWA World Heavyweight Champion, the man that everybody calls the legend, the man that everybody loved and endeared and looked up to, took a baseball bat. That's right, a baseball bat and struck one of the members of the World Tag Team Championship team and then Jim Crockett Jr. on the board of directors of the National Wrestling Alliance was struck a blow at the hands of that same man, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now this type of actions cannot be tolerated by anyone. And it's a weekend. I can't do much right now. But Monday morning at 8 o'clock, there will be a copy of this incident on personal videotape Listen to the crowd delivered cheer. by a courier to every single member of the NWA Board of Directors. And they can watch it a hundred times. One time is all I think they need to see it. And then I'm not, I'm not requesting. I'm demanding that the American dream, yes, you're three times former world heavyweight champion, U.S. champion, be barred from wrestling for the rest of his life. And that's the bottom line. I don't have any further to say. Can I say something right here? I don't take sides. I'm not condoning what Dusty Rhodes did with a baseball bat to Mr. Crockett. We're supposed to have a match in the ring. I think it... it it warrants that we take a look at it right now, and I think what you'll find, Jim, you'll agree with me, that really totally instigated this whole matter from the beginning. That's beside the point, and you can show it. I would love to see it again because I think this message speaks for itself, and it's the same thing that every member of the board of directors is going to view Monday morning at 8.01 when their doorbell rings. And then, like I said, I'm demanding that the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and I'll say it right now, be barred from wrestling for the rest of his life. Well, I'm sure they're not going to agree with that. We say we take a look at it. That's, yeah, please. Okay, fans. I mean, JJ's holding church, man. Tell again, show me where he's wrong. Uh, I, Hopper, you want to go first? Oh, I he's just. I want to have a courier give a tape to all the boards of the uh, the all the board members of the NWA. If he if he these people know what a courier is, <laughs> I think I'm back I up think to, they, man. Dude, I, I could just picture being a kid fucking looking over at my dad. What's a courier? Maybe kids don't, but, I mean, that seems like yeah. something that was pretty common back then to have a courier. I, I don't know. But... So this is the part, Mike, where you said you had some thoughts. Let's hear yeah. them. Well, okay, so I got to agree with JJ. I mean, he's very logical here. I'm not trying to stir the pot and say something crazy, but he's, he's he tells Magnum, which is a true point. Magnum, you are injured. You have serious medical issues. Either commit to rehabilitation or get out of here. You can't be out here if you got medical problems. So you got to, dude, you, you sticking your nose in our business. And I'm, I, I realize you're injured. But if you keep sticking your nose in our business, we got to do what we got to do. We can't just feel sorry for you because you got to, you, you, you all messed up from your accident. And then he turns his attention to Dusty when he says Dusty lost his cool and starts swinging a baseball bat. Tell me where he's wrong. And tell me what's, what's different than Dusty, what Dusty did, and anything the horsemen have ever done. And I ain't saying the horsemen were right when they were being criminals and, and using weapons to hit people. But let's be real. Dusty's wrong. I don't give a damn which way you slice it. Wrong is wrong. So JJ's out there having church, and I love it. Now, so Doc, what you're you saying? Got... So what? Well, so what you're saying is, is if somebody breaks in your house tonight and you pull a gun on him and shoot him, you're wrong. 
that ain't even remotely the same thing. Magnum is out there mouthing off. Shut up. Stop mouthing off. You, at your, first, you had a match. You had a bat in your hand. Bruh, you best go get your ass in the back. You broke down and you hurt from this accident. You don't need to be out there with no bat. You need to be you know in the this, back. You know what this is, Harper? What? He's either mad that Lance stole hit the heat, or he's trying to take some of the heat off of Lance here. He's working. Man, Mike's, yeah. Lance Mike's is, working no, here. No, Lance is working. Bro, this is You're true. You're working too. Magnum does not need to be out there with a bat. Let's be real. Why are you out there with a bat, Magnum? Because he can't defend himself. Yeah, because he's damaged goods. Get your, he needs to be in the back or on commentary doing something non-physical. And then Tully came out there because Magnum was mouthing off earlier. So Tully's like, look, bruh, you need to chill out. You know who escalated the situation? Tully didn't do nothing. Barry came out there and put his hands on Tully first. If you go watch the replay, he pushes Tully back. Bruh, you put your hands on Tully. Tully ain't gonna let you do that. And he popped Magnum. I'm sorry, he popped Magnum Barry in the jaw because he, Barry put his hands on him first. Watch the replay. And then from there was a fight. Ain't nothing else to say about it. Why you talk about Dusty, it like it's real? Because it is. <laughs> Magnum needs to get his ass out of there. Bruh, you are broke down from the accident. We realize it. I'm not saying anything's his fault. But you need not be out there. You got a bat, dude. They feel for you already. They're not trying to attack you, but get your name out their mouth. Or get their names out your, from out your mouth. It's just, Magnum's wrong, and then Dusty's wrong here, too. Ah, this is, the, the horsemen were wrong breaking Dusty's leg as well. But you can't go out there swinging a bat. You got to be better than that, Dusty. <laughs> now y'all got me hot. What, Doc? So is this the beginning of the hot shotting that, Corny has talked about. This That's is what it sounds shot. like. <laughs> this is some yeah. hot shot. Because what happens after this is fucking... <laughs> uh, when the ruling comes down... <laughs> wait, wait till you see that, Hopper. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> when they go... When JJ goes... I remember this vividly. When JJ goes into the board of directors... And he's at the meeting, and they tell him what happens. <laughs> oh, man. This is good. Well, how many people you think at this time was... How many uh, NWA uh, promotions were still around this late in the 80s? I don't know that off the top of my head, but I, I know... Like four? The, Three? I know, I know according to the storyline and board of directors, if you include the Crockett's... I think they had like seven, six or seven people in the room when they did. Don Owen was the... probably still around. Yeah. Somebody down in Florida. Mike 504 Saints at whatever he's at will be able to help. You can send your answers for the rest of them there. No, yeah. you can send that to AskCJTrueDat on Twitter. No. Or yeah, you but can email send, Hopper at. No, send that to the, to, to the Twitter because I click on that like once every fucking leap year. Yeah, send it to SMU Heavyweight. What kind yeah. of shit is that? Heavyweight? <laughs> heavyweight. Oh. 
He sounds like he weighs 137 pounds soaking wet. And he's a <laughs> so, heavyweight. Yeah, well, so guys, uh, I'm talking about my intellect, sir. <laughs> Lance Come alone. on. Come on, we so Lance alone. To Hopper, to your fella. point, he's a good fella. Hopper, yeah. to your point, they don't. It's not a ton. I mean, so it is what it is. But this is some. Man, JJ came out there with his sleeves rolled up and broke down the world for you, too. Uh, so let me ask, Hopper, what did you think about what JJ said? It was perfect. My exact note was JJ was fire. Yep. He's not what? being a fucking a wrestling gimmick. He's just being real. Well, why y'all disagreeing with me then? I'm not. I'm just oh. not fu- fucking. Because you don't tend to take strong positions on things. Yeah. Because we know how you people are. Whoa. Hold on, bro. You know good and well if some crippled bastard has a baseball bat. Crippled and bastard. And yeah. threatened... <laughs> what? You <laughs> you know if some crippled bastard is is has a baseball bat and he's threatening you. You gonna feel sorry for him for a second or two, but once he starts getting involved in your stuff, like like Magnum was doing in that match before that segment, where he was hitting people with a bat, you gonna be like, "Look, bruh, I respect the fact that you cripple, but don't come around here swinging that bat at me, cause I'll forget that you cripple and then go to protecting myself." Yeah, bitch. And that's that's what I feel happened. Mm-hmm. These colors he stuck don't his nose. He stuck his nose in the wrong business. He was crippled, yes. But why he's you out there with a bat. Come on, man. You asking for trouble at that point. Bringing a loaded gun to the ring and, and hoping nothing happens and talking about well, I'm no, I'm just out there helping my friends out. What what get gone, bro. Go, go. <laughs> Doc, your thoughts? I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm surprised that you're all fired up. Okay. You see? Magnum is wrong here, man. I know he's wrong. Don't let the don't let the, the, the handicapness of this play with your emotions. He's wrong. And Dusty ain't no and Dusty is more wrong. Hopper, what were you saying? My bad. I think I think it's all at work. I don't think he's really <laughs> crippled. Why are y'all mm. talking about this like it's real? <sighs> Somebody else put that on one of the YouTube comments a couple weeks back. I saw it. Why do these guys treat this like it's real? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Doc, you got anything else before we move on from JJ preaching the gospel right there? Mm-mm. Well, let's go to Corny because Corny's got something to say about this. And you know what? He's right, too. So here it is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Midnight Express due up here in just a few moments, but Jim Cornette will be joining us before that. What's the matter with you? Don't you feel well? You know, Jim Ross, something <laughs> happened out here today. I, I don't think it should pass without comment. I think most of you people know that, that I am, and, and for the past several years, have been a, a close personal friend of Jim Crockett Jr. And I, I think also... <laughs> I think also, Jim Ross, you saw what happened out here. I have the greatest, utmost personal respect for Jimmy Crockett. And I think that what Dusty Rhodes did to come out here not only to take a baseball bat, 
a deadly weapon, try to assassinate Tully Blanchard, make a complete fiasco, wreak pandemonium and havoc through the whole television studio, but to take that very self-same, and everybody saw it, the evidence would stand up in any court in this country, take that very self-same deadly weapon to Jim Crockett, my close personal friend and give him a serious injury. I think that whatever punishment can be meted out to Dusty Rhodes, whether it be fining, whether it be suspension, whether it be imprisonment, whether it be electrocution, any punishment that can be meted out to Dusty Rhodes is entirely deserved for what that he did right here in this studio. It would stand up in any court, the highest court in the land, what he did to my good friend, Jim Crockett Jr., my close Please, my close personal friend, with a guy like Dusty Rhodes around here, I fear for my life, except I don't fear for my life when I have these men by my side, the United States Tag Team Champions, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, the Midnight Ex Well, Doc, tell me where Corny's wrong. He's got jokes. Yeah, he does. He's, I mean... Dusty gave him a lot of material here. Aubrey, any thoughts on Corny right there? I mean, it's just like what JJ said. They should be in jail. Dusty, Corny went a little further. He said Dusty needs to be imprisoned, fined, or electrocuted because of what he <laughs> electrocuted. did. Electrocuted. To my yeah. best, to my good friend Jim Crockett Jr. I love it. <laughs> I tell you, man, these Midnights are getting ready to get in here and whoop that ass, too. They are. The Midnights are in there, and they're up against uh, Big Bear colleague Kendall Wyndham. JR and Tony are screwing with Corny when Corny complains that the Fantastics use a rocket launcher um, as a finisher, which they did, which is stolen from the Midnight. But uh, Corny is yapping the whole time on commentary the entire match. I mean, he doesn't come up for air. I mean, it's it's amazing what he does on commentary as he blows his nose as we're watching on the Patreon video. Uh, JR says he needs a warm glass of milk and a cookie at one point during the commentary, which I thought was, uh, was great. Once corny walked away, doc, do you have any thoughts on this match, man? At some point, um, Eaton takes Collie over to the podium for some. Oh yeah. Ass whipping action. And that was pretty awesome. But yeah, just they're, they're primed and ready. So, Hopper, you got anything else? Or I'm going to go to the next match. I mean, they're ready to roll, huh? Yeah, they're ready for the clash. And again, yeah. if you want to listen to our clash coverage, it's going to be up tomorrow at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Sign up if you have not done so. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT. Doc, just real quick, how great was the clash? Uh, Six stars. One of the better wrestling shows you've ever seen, would you say? Uh, sure. Better than five Omega Okada matches. <laughs> well, not just that, but Doc said something that was funny during the recording. And I say lots of things match. that are funny all the time. Doc said, it's amazing. They did this in under two hours. That goes to show you, you don't need a four, five, six, seven hour show to have a good wrestling show. Mm. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, look at Stan wiggling. <laughs> <laughs> look at Stan after they so they hit the rocket launcher to win the match and look at Stan wiggling watch him 
Giving the ladies what they need. All right. <laughs> God bless Wallace Stanfield Lane. All right. Doc, I'm going to throw it to you. This next match has the Big Green Machine versus El Negro. Did you realize right away who the Big Green Machine was? I believe that's Bugsy McGraw. Ain't no believing you can tell from the way he's moving the entire time that we are looking at Bugsy McGraw in a, guess, emerald green outfit and a mask. That is Bugsy, 100%. Yeah, that's him. You can tell from the movement, and at the very end of the match, someone even yells, Come on, Bugsy! (laughs) So there you go. Uh, that is Bugsy. I mean, you can tell from the way he's moving. Doc, did you have anything else from it? Nothing. Hopper, what about you? I've always wondered what happened to him and, uh, and uh, God damn it. Boogie Woogie. Yeah, Florida, Boogie Woogie. Right? Yeah. I got the results book. I just never go in there and look it after we do these shows. But I think Bugsy was doing some Florida stuff right here. Can't remember. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. God, that's Bugsy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one twenty to. Let's see, where are we at with the next one? I gotta play this because of what fucking Gary Hart says. So, after Bugsy wins, just I'm coming sorry. out and giving the shoot name, maybe. <laughs> after, after, um, I keep wanting to say Bugsy, but <laughs> Big Green Machine wins the match. Boy, Gary Hart now. Gary- Paris- Gary Hart's throwing down, if you take off that jacket, Gary Hart's throwing down a, a Bob Armstrong Smoky Mountain special right there. Oh, with the shirt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. And with the switchblade in the pocket, though. Well, that's the part, you know. Yeah. Let's go to Gary Hart now, Perez. Listen to Gary Hart really well here. He's going to do something again that he did uh, previously. Gary Hart, you and Al Perez, I'm sure, saw what happened on the monitors. See, a lot of people are out here talking about how surprised they are. What a violent act Dusty Rhodes perpetrated. Well, you see, I know Dusty Rhodes from day one. I had a great hand in developing his career early on. Dusty Rhodes, the side that you saw of him today is the side that he continuously tries to hide. But on more than one occasion, I have known the violence of Dusty Rhodes. On more than one occasion in roughneck, uh, redneck joints out in West Texas and down in South Texas, I've known Dusty Rhodes to go and get a... A board, a crowbar out of the back of the car, a tire on. I've seen the man bash heads. I've seen him clean out whole bars. The one thing you must remember about one Virgil Reynolds, Dusty Rhodes. Damn. He is a violent man. It comes from his youth, and it did not surprise me at all. What did I tell you about Rhodes? You know, Gary, a couple months back when I was after Dusty Rhodes about the U.S. title, you mentioned to me, he's a dangerous man. Don't ever turn your back on him because he'll snap. When he snaps, he'll pick up anything in sight. Let me tell you, you were right. It surprised me that he has kept that side of himself hidden for so long. And I will guarantee you, if he gets an opportunity to do it again, he will. Did you notice? He went after everybody. Dusty Rhodes is a violent man. Dusty Rhodes was born in violence. He was raised in violence. He is as violent and as evil as any human being that walked the face of the earth. In a sport of professional wrestling, you should have it controlled at all times. 
He should have it controlled. Don't turn your back, brother. That's the secret. Don't turn your back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, those comments from Gary Hart and the Latin sensation Al Perez, and we'll be back with Shane Douglas and... Can we right. teach Al Perez to talk into a microphone and maybe not interrupt Gary Hart? Bro, I got the same note. I just like, I bet Gary Hart was like, why are you trying to talk over me and interrupt me, kid? <laughs> I had the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm just like, wow. Uh, damn, Gary Hart just like called them Virgil Runnels. <laughs> That's nice. At I a mean, time the- when you didn't do, you didn't just do that. No. And here's the thing. I know none of us paid attention to the credits after the shows. Virgil Runnels is at, is on the he, he's credits. Like the, right. He's like the executive producer. Right. And and Gary's just like, yeah, Virgil Runnels, Dusty Rhodes. Shit. He was born in violence. Right. Holy crap. All right. Doc, what other thoughts you got from that? I thought it was good, man, until Al Perez had to say something or try yeah. to say something. Yeah, I thought the same. Harper, you got anything else from it? He was the cock blocker. <laughs> He's the guy right. like when, you, uh, when, when you're trying to fuck your old lady and someone keeps calling you and your Jesus. phone just keeps ringing and you're Jesus. like, fuck. You don't have to answer it, Harper. You can yeah, but, the silent. But it keeps ringing and ringing and ringing. Turn that shit off and get and get and lay the pipe, pal. It's just Lance. He wants to know if you want to look, come over and look at programs with him. Hey, uh, I just I just got off the phone with uh, Brian Lass and uh, he gave me some guy's number where he can where he's wants to sell some old programs and <laughs> from the uh, USWA. And I'm just wondering if you would like one. He says he has some uh, duplicates and uh, just. Uh, <laughs> Okay. You want to go? You want to go? You want to go halvesies with me on the lot? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lance, right? Say it, say it, say it, Mike. Poor Lance. Y'all are gone. Don't leave Mike hell. alone. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Don't leave Lance alone. Just... Y'all are going to hell. This one has Brian Adias' signature on it. <laughs> I was waiting for Harper to do Lance's laugh, but he didn't on that one. How's he do it? Do a mic. I don't know. You don't want to imitate Lance. I'm gonna run Lance off, man. I know, huh? Leave. Come on. He's, He's a good fella. We need he to be better than that. We should be better leave. than that. Leave Lance alone. He's a good why aren't, fella. Why aren't we better than that? What did your boy say on The Sopranos? Good kid. Good kid. <laughs> good kid. <laughs> All right. So Shane Douglas and Jimmy Garvin. Go up against Art Pritz and Mike Jackson. Uh, Douglas and Garvin obviously win. Then we go from that to the close of the show, which um, I actually do need to give them credit here. You know, it's a two-hour... What you about to say, What happened with him and... uh, and, uh, What's his name? Ricky Santana. Yeah. Come We're on, just going to change you know, that and not tell anybody. Come right. on. You know, you know everything wasn't aired. That's I'm telling you, man. That's what these old timers t- say that kills me more than anything when they start that, oh, brother, back then everything was airtight. No, it fucking wasn't. Let's <laughs> no, stop with wasn't. that lie. Jesus. <laughs> Let's stop perpetrating that lie. Everything wasn't buttoned up and airtight. I, look, non-title matches, we went to commercials during matches. and Right. Was- and this, this, some of these storylines were Swiss cheese, pal. 
And don't, but look, don't get me wrong. I, it was still gold in the promos back then were fantastic. And we had a lot of fun, but when them old timers go, Oh brother, everything was airtight. No, it really wasn't. It was, but it was a better product overall. Let, let's, let's be real. So that's what kills me anyway. Um, that, so your question about Ricky Santana. Yeah, they're, they're not, they're not tagging right no, after no. all of that was said. Uh, I do want to mention as we close out the show, um, what they do here is they go now to, I thought this was fine that they kind of brought Crockett back out here and ask him how he was doing and ask him how his brother was doing. And then they kind of show us a replay of what went down again. I'm, I really enjoyed this episode and this, that segment. I was fine with them replaying it at the end. Cause it's not something that they did all the time. They, you know, raw does it every week. Smackdown does it every week. Back then they didn't do this all the time. So I thought this was fine. Doctor, do you have any thoughts about how they closed it? No, I mean, they couldn't do too much because we, we've got to get through tomorrow night before we deal with this. The out, right, the fallout from Dusty. All right, so, Hopper, you got anything or you want to rate it? We can, we can rate it. All right, so let's rate the show. I'll go first. This is getting an A+. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think Magnum needs to keep his nose out of other people's business, especially when you have a handicap issue. But I, uh, this was an A+. JJ was freaking money, and he's getting my Rolex. So A-plus and JJ with the Rolex. And that's beating out Rick, who's out there parading with a penthouse pet of the year. That's Doc, who true, you giving, huh? Who are you giving your rating? Uh, what are you giving your rating, Doc? I'm going to stay with the, what I've been giving them. Lately, which is important to note, we're on a real good string of good episodes here. I'm going to give it an A. And do you want me to go ahead or do you want Harper to go ahead? Oh, go, go ahead and give you go ahead and give your Rolex out. Might as well. Man, I'm giving my Rolex to J.J. Dillon, pal. So, Harper, uh, yeah. rate it and then Rolex. It's an A. I mean, E. Even if the whole Dusty thing wouldn't have happened, it still would have been a fucking A. Mm. Hey, they had the, the fucking blonde headed broad. Oh, yeah. A I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. A plus. All right. Mm-hmm. A plus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. A. Yeah. All right. Who's getting Rolex? JJ gets it. He has it's to get it. JJ. Definitely got to be JJ. Definitely got to be JJ. So, really just. Good episode. JJ cleans up on the Rolexes this week. Uh, we thoroughly enjoyed this, and this was just a good time. And remember, to see what happens on the very next day at the class, you got to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Also, as I'm thinking about it, don't forget to use the Amazon referral link for BTT. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show. Give that link to the wives girlfriends hoes and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it again it's tinyurl.com slash patreon i'm sorry tinyurl.com slash btt amazon um doc you, you getting kind of tuckered out or, or what man i can't tell you how how sleepy i am this is some bullshit <laughs> he's been out in that heat today too he's tired he's ready to go take a shower hey, he had to go to 86 minutes but we got a, fi- a five minute shorter episode next week so the braves must be getting ready Okay, Braves. good. 
Yeah, yeah, we got a shorter episode, which is really cool. All right, let me uh, let me hit a couple of things, and we'll get out of here. I want to thank the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett for all of their plugs. Please check out their show. They do classic and current stuff. Again, that's the Wrestling Podcast about nothing or the WPAN. Just search them wherever you get your podcast from. And then shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional than us. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. They support us, so please support them. Again, that's OVP and the WPAN. Check them out wherever you get your podcast from. That's all we got. JJ cleaned up on the Rolexes. Um... Pretty much, uh, you guys gave it an A. I said A+. Overall, just a fantastic freaking show, and we loved it. So, I don't have anything else. Let's get out of here. Hopper, hit the tagline. Take us home. Fuck it, bitch. out of here i want to thank all the patrons out there that we have who make this show possible twice a week each and every week for free uh thank you all thank you for your pledges we appreciate it and um i can't say thanks enough so i always like to close the show with thanking all of our patron members out there also i want to thank the hall of fame patrons out there Bob Richards, Michael Angel, Rocky Swayzo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunifin, Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. Half Pints Point on Twitter, keep cutting those promos, kid, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Kyle Riley, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassi. Mark, I had a great time doing that Halloween Havoc 93 with you. Can't wait to do it again next year, thanks to you being a Super Duper Hall of Famer. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Zine at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, um, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller39, Jay Shiny, 
Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, Gobbled Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. And also, before I get out of here, make sure you check out my friend Mike Pru and his bottom line cast going through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just search bottom line cast wherever you get your podcast from. Also, don't forget on the new $5 tier besides the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, and I say new, it's not really a new tier at this point, but besides the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, you also get the ECW Livecast, which is Mike Pru and JV. They do every two weeks. They take two episodes of ECW, do it watch-along format. They play promos in the background, though, so you can get the audio as well, but it's a great show, so don't forget to download those episodes as well. It's nothing but ECW. Early ECW. It's so bad, it's good. With that said, once again, thanks to all the patrons. If you're not one, it's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We'd appreciate it if you become one. And you guys have a great week. And until next time, you know what Hopper always says when he gets out of here. Book it, bitch.